I had a crazy conversation not too long ago about like what radio edit songs were better than the oh, original edit That's a good songs. One. There's a couple good ones. Yeah, like I st- like I, I ain't a player. Yeah, mm-hmm. I oh, just yeah. crush a lot. You yeah, know, I just crush a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and um, well, even like, well, my big argument was not big argument wasn't really big; it was unanimous. But <laughs> like, uh, like, uh, like the Black Eyed Peas did the "Let's Get It Started." Get it started, yeah. Let's get it started. Let's that was get a quick retarded. Fix. Was that the, was that the original? Let's get, yeah, retarded, let's get retarded, was retarded was on the, was the audio, album. Where are you version. going, uh, Danny? Sir, switch seats. Okay, get that good. Yeah, seat. get that good. Get seat. that good seat. Quick, <laughs> take it now. <laughs> get that. Get that. Get that. <laughs> He said he would give it to you, but then you showed up and he didn't, so too bad. So fuck him. Yo, we're recording. Oh, we're recording. Yeah, we're recording. (laughs) It's good. That's a good roll. All right, all right. That's a good roll. Steve's gone. Let's roast his ass. (laughs) 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 Um, Motherfucker. Do you want to tell your story, Clem, before you go? Yeah, let's set set, set, set up to a man for what he walked into. This is is story time. Yeah, yeah. So I was at a bar. I was having a drink, watching a basketball game. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of white people in the in the mm-hmm. building, so they was playing some rock music, and they were playing this song that was kind of like kind of rocking on some like eighties eighties metal tip. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And I'm like, yo, this is kind of live. I wonder what this is. And so I shazammed it, and it was the Pokemon theme. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, let's let's first of all, yeah, like like the the Pokemon join is is a bop. Yeah, man. It's a joint. For real. It's a bop, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But that's what he was saying. He's like, it needs to be flipped. That needs yeah. to be like, flipped, for the, real. The same way that... Why the fuck were they playing the Pokemon song at the bar? Yeah, that's I don't, a good I don't question. Know. That's a very valid question. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but like, I'm, <laughs> sure, I'm sure if it was all like rock music and you know, like that kind of vibe, like I'm glad that they... You know, it took a turn that way. <laughs> yeah, for real. For real. I had to jam that real quick. Yeah. Is your, Can uh, you check mic? your mic? I think your mic might be backwards. Yo, yo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. is. Yeah. It's a little off center. No, no, like, like. There it is. So, where are you supposed to talk there into there it? it? Oh, there if it is. You, right if you there. look at it, if, if you, you look at it, it, you can pop it. Pop it top. Test, test. The numbers BM700. It's right here. It's right here. There it is. There you go. It's right there. We got it. Everybody just hey. We are the Now You Know fucking podcast, baby. And if you don't know, now you know. <coughs> All right. Intro us. Yeah. Welcome to the Now You Know podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Carvello, along with the C L E M E N T. And returning. Returning. From a journey. From a journey. <laughs> From the road. I feel Fresh like, off the I feel road. Like, road I, feel like, I feel like Mad Max going back and like lost an arm and shit. Uh, no, it's uh, Uncle Entendre, a.k.a. your drunken uncle, a.k.a. Charlie Feta. Uh, I'm happy to be back in fucking Manitoba. When I hit the Manitoba border, I was like so fucking happy. <laughs> like I went through four provinces in one day, and when I saw That's Manitoba, crazy. I was like... Like, when you yeah. first see that Winnipeg sign after not seeing a Winnipeg sign for so long. <laughs> Feels good. I called him. He was, like, six Red Bulls in. He was just, like, <laughs> talking a mile a minute. I literally feel like I should have, like, a merit badge for that drive. <laughs> I did a 20-hour drive in 22 and a half hours. We should make hip- hip-hop merit badges. Yeah, but I was fucked, dude. Yeah, I like the Pokemon badges. For sure. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> real. <laughs> bring it back. Bring it back. Yeah. Good tie-in. And to introduce our guest for the day with the ill idea... No other than Toolman from A Tribe Called Wed. How you doing, Tim? Hey, I'm going, doing, doing, doing good. Yeah, I just like to say, really, before we start, how great it is to hear Anthony Carvello 
on a microphone again. You know, because right? I remember, I remember, right? I remember cruising like like Winnipeg when I first came around and like uh, tuned in the streets, and I was just like, you know, that, whoa! Like first of all, like we have Wu Tang on the air right now, but like to hear your voice is dope. What it's really you, awesome. What, to hear. what nationality did you think I was when you first heard my voice? That one, that one always throws me. People think I was this, that, and the third. Whenever I'd meet listeners, I was like, really. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, like Carvello, like you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Italian or you know. Fair, fair. Uh, that was a good tip off. That was a good tip. Yeah, off. yeah, yeah. Yeah. You you used your whole name. You didn't have an alias. <laughs> no, not yeah. like uh, everyone. It was an accident. Did. It yeah, was yeah. totally an accident. It was an accident. Why? How how did how did that become? Because they were like, oh, uh, in order to do this show, we're gonna need you to fill in on this one, and I was just like, okay, I'm filling in overnights, right? Right. So I just started. With my name, I was like, I don't, I'm not going to do this for long. It's just one or two. Like DJ, so I'm just going to use my name. <laughs> so and then I was, I was stuck with it after that. So I was like, oh well, my name is my name, and I realized my why name you is my name. Why so, you shouldn't do that? <laughs> that is a bad Stanfield idea. Over here. <laughs> That's so, a bad idea. So I got to ask this then. <clears throat> what you must have had, like, and you must have been Never. going going through names in your head about what you were going to call yourself. Uh, oh, I want to hear some of these. I have I have a terrible I have a t- terrible childhood uh, like email address yeah. that you might still get if I email you from my phone or my from my computer every now and then. I have to check check the Gmail for sure. <laughs> D- double check it. It's uh, Project Morpheus. You know. Wow. <laughs> Very nice. I don't, I'll, I'll own that. I'll own that. That's fine. Okay, well, okay. Uh, did, so you so you poster? did you have the yeah, Matrix poster? Did you have the Matrix poster for sure? That, that is that is that is really really yeah. dope. Feta. My, I, what, what, you, I what was your first rap I've, name? My first rap name? Yeah, oh what was your first? Because like you know, like uh, uh, like how people get their names, you know, like it, it's it's usually either one of two things. It's mm-hmm. either one they were given to you, yeah, or mm-hmm. two you gave it to yourself, and it was usually really really <laughs> pretty bad. bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, mine was terrible. Yeah, mine was fucking terrible. What was yours? It was white boy. B O I, and it was given. It was given. It, was it wasn't. Given. It wasn't. Charlie Fed is the one I came up with. Damn. Okay. Yo, that's, yo, yeah, that's, that's a success story. I was. I was. That is definitely no. Because I was like, I grew up around like a lot of like not white people. Yeah. yeah. So like when I started freestyling, I started like, yeah, that white boy. And then homie's like, yeah, but you can't spell it B O Y. You got to do it like what. <laughs> and I was like, how do you spell boi? And he's like, B-O-I. Like, he looked at me like I was an idiot. So, like, the second I came up with Charlie Feta, I was like, nah, dog. It's Charlie Feta <laughs> Charlie now. Feta, and it took some time. People were like, oh, yeah, white boy. I'm like, no, 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 man. Oh, I don't know man. how that happened. But, yo, emails, real quick. I was with my homie today, and we were, we were smoking a joint. I was laughing because he sent me an email. This dude was like a successful <laughs> businessman, okay? Successful it. businessman. Yeah. And he sent me an email from his fucking email account i'm like how many people do you like send emails for he's like everybody i've never changed my email it is certified balling 204 at hotmail.com yes and this dude's yes. like certified balling certified. He, is, he is really really successful like he's a very like business oriented man i'm like how can we never change that shit and he's like i don't know and he's got like businesses, like it could be like his name at his company name, but he's just like oh, fuck. Man. He just kept it trill. Some, you got to type that shit into existence. You Certified balling. You know? Certified balling. Yeah, yeah. He what about you? That? I I don't rap. I never got that far. I wrote one sixteen. Did you ever have a rap name for yourself? Though? No rap name. I was gonna go by Lil, Lil Clemmy. Okay. You know what I'm saying? When the Lils were popping. What about what Lil about, Clem? What about your first email? Ooh. Mad boring. Clement underscore B sixteen. Still use it to Still the day. Still use it, yeah. <laughs> Still use it to this day. That's well, an OG. It's a Gmail though. All right. Oh, I'm you know right. what? No, no. I did have a second one. It was cool guy. 
16 at yahoo.com. Cool, spelt with a K and two zeros. I love how I just hijacked this whole yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to you, to you. To He's like, I don't feel like being interviewed. I'm not being interviewed today. I'm about to interview everybody yeah. else today. Just pass, pass it around the table. What, what was, was your? Yeah, what was yours? There we go. Uh, all right. Well, well, emails is really easy. Um, I just, I, I, it's, it's, uh, I just use my, um, my real name. So, like, I, I've, I've been called Oth Negado my whole life because I grew up on the res. So uh, I used it for everything, and actually, like either it was Ohne, or uh, I had like every like you, some people would call me Oh my God because it sounds like Ohne God. Oh wow! So, yeah. <laughs> Your white friends are like, what is it? Yeah, oh my exactly. God. Oh my God. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, can I call you O? Like you know, like that's <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, you know, that's that was my first email, and I just kind of kept it that way. And actually, n- nobody really started calling me Tim until like maybe like eight years ago. Okay. Oh wow! Did yeah, you rap? Yeah, yeah, did you yeah, ever? Yeah. Did you ever dabble in the? I rap? did rap. Yeah. I have like a couple of verses that What's are out the MC there. name. Still Tool Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so. Tool Man. Yeah, but I did have a uh, my first producer name. I named myself, and it was TC Blaze. TC Blaze. Terrible. Nice. But I didn't know Blazin what to do. Hazen. So like that was like kind of my beginning stages of making beats and stuff. So like uh, and then like as I got you know a little bit better, I wanted to rebrand myself. And then so I was asking people like, what should I call myself? Like I want to call myself that. It sounds lame. Like I want to call myself something that I. And then someone just said, oh, why don't you just call yourself Tool Man? Because like that's what everyone else. Cause that's another name people call me back home. Oh, because, no. of the because of the Tim? Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure, yeah. But everyone... Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can't even do that, man. <laughs> and I'm not even that handy like that. But, like... <laughs> but, uh... But, yeah, yeah. I've been, <laughs> I've been called uh, Tool Man since I was, like, seven or eight. And then so... And, like, Dang. if you... you yeah, I'm in the community, like, back home. Like, that's what people call me. They'll use to call me Onigato or, or <coughs> Tool Man. That's and then cool. Tim just so, started... Tim was something So, new. born and raised... yeah. Born and raised on Six Nations, Ontario. It's about an hour and a half, hour 15 minutes from Toronto. Uh, it's in between the cities, Hamilton and Brantford. Brantford is uh, is uh, famous for birthing uh, Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. And uh, Alexander Graham Bell is the guy who made the telephone. Oh, He's from there? Yeah. What? Oh, he's Canadian. Damn. He's Canadian, bro. Well, I, knew, I knew the dude that invented the telephone was Canadian. I just didn't know yeah, where that's the fuck where he's from. I like how you said Gretzky first, though. <laughs> yeah, it's the way more important Gretzky than first telephone. than the man who invented the telephone. <laughs> it, wasn't, these, baby. it wasn't the iPhone. It was just the telephone. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't Steve Jobs' and Bradford, pal. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> I went by time of, uh, of 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 relevance and alive to that. Then 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 then. I respect the call. I respect. And the then order. there's Hamilton for. <coughs> yeah, just leave it there. Yeah, Hamilton. <laughs> Hamilton. All, all respect <laughs> you. All praise do. Hamilton, the hammer, Ham- <laughs> Steel City. Yeah, yeah. I went. I passed through there on me and John C drove by through there. I can't remember where the fuck we were going. Niagara Falls. <laughs> no, we were. I think we were going to a show or something, and we passed through there. And it was like I was like he, like John C was like, let's get the fuck out of here. Like you know what I mean? Usually John C is like, yo, let's see what's popping over here. He's like, no, let's go. Yeah, it's just it's, a very industrial place. It's a very industrial place. Yeah. It's very, it's very, it's very. Uh, it, up until not too long ago, now it's getting gentrified a lot. But yeah. like uh, a lot of people like it there, and a lot of people like it's a. Uh, it's it, but me, I don't know, man. I just feel weird, like. I think a couple of years I was walking downtown and I saw someone in a Fubu jersey and I was just like, <laughs> and that was it. And and, and, and it wasn't and, and lugs and lugs and uh, lugs funk, funk funk master flex version. Maybe like, he's yeah. just a hype beast. 
Could be. Well, I don't know what Maybe kind of hype vin- beast wears. I, like one of the, one of those vintage dudes, man. You know what I mean? Where they only wear the vintage shit. We don't know. Oh shit! Like maybe, the, his, uh, maybe his Instagram page, the is hipster popular. hype beast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 definitely a place that's kind of like stuck in time to an extent. And uh, but there's like you know, Ob came from there. Yep. Ob O'Brien. Yeah, yeah, he's yep. dope. I like that guy. There's yep. a lot of hip hop there, but it, I just never really saw it. Yeah, but yeah, that's where I was born. I was born on Six Nations, and uh, actually, I was born in Brantford and uh, lived on Six Nations my whole life, pretty much. Yeah, growing up as a kid, do you go to the city a lot? Do you stay on the res for the most part? Uh, no, man. When you're from the res, like you kind of just stay there. You yeah, know, uh, uh, there's a hip hop group from from my res. They were called True as Crew, okay. old school dudes. Yeah, uh, and they um, one guy coined the term coined the term uh, uh, the Six Zoo, which is basically exactly what it is. Because like people would um, would come in like a uh, what do you call those uh, 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 buses? Like big, big tour bus t- tours, and okay. they would tour the res, and they would just like drive around the res and like show people like these are the Indians kind of thing. You know what? What I mean? Yeah, bro, it's Weird. really crazy. Damn. Yeah. So like, um, you know, like, and and later on in life, you know, when Ti would talk about the trap and stuff like that, that's yeah. totally what I felt. I was like, and I put it all together. I was like, that's exactly what it is. It's like a, it's like a zoo. You're stuck there, but you're like kind of like there for people's entertainment like they come through there like we were Jurassic Park or something you know the what I mean is, the thing is the safari, proximity safari. I think it might be like hard if you're from Manitoba to think about it because kind of well it would be like Six Nations is like um like um, Steinbeck Port- yeah like that's what I'm saying like, like half Steinbeck. an hour like yeah. the Not proximity even. yeah it's well, like that's, right there that's why I ask because from here like the, the res are much further away yeah so it yeah, makes like sense hour, that they only come in every, hour at least yeah yeah it makes sense well, that they, they come in maybe the a little less part. frequently. So I figured with your proximity, especially <coughs> to big cities, maybe you go to check it out. But it's still in the No, you're sense, still... It's, it's, no, not, it's yeah. a trap in yeah. a sense, right? Like yeah, I mean, I mean, like, uh, it's, it's, it's a good and bad thing. Yeah. Because, like, the, 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 ba- the good thing about it was is that uh, if, if anybody's ever been to Six, like, we kind of have our own economy there. So mm-hmm. we have, like, um, a big... The big thing there is cigarettes. Yep. So there's cigarette factories that are there. So... I kind of let me see if I can break this down, but there's a humongous cigarette factory that is owned by four or five people, mm-hmm. and they are millionaires, billionaires, even to be uh, argued. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's this big factory there that employs probably about two thousand people. All right, wow. how many people? And are there's on, and there's on, about there's about fourteen thousand people okay. that live on the res. There's yeah. it's registered about twenty five thousand. Yeah. But on but on is like fourteen. About fourteen, yeah. Okay. We'll say so that's a good po- portion of the population. That's a, it's that's, huge. That's huge. We're, we're one of the largest reserves in North America. I think we're number two, aside from uh, one in Oklahoma. Okay, mm. and in in the states, but yeah, especially uh, for on. Yeah, because a lot will have a lot of registered like yeah, uh, yeah. like yeah. like people. Yeah, I but, know mad people were from Peguis, but they live here. You know what I mean? Right. Well, yeah, Facts. you go up to some place yeah. and they're like, "Oh, there's eight hundred people here." Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's exactly. 800 people in this whole like area, but yeah, no, no, continue. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's like you know, 2,000 people get employed jobs from that. People get different higher ranks, so they make more money. Mm-hmm. Some of these people quit working there and they open up their own factory. So there's like little mini factories aside from this big one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then each of these little factories. Um, we'll have a worker and maybe they'll invest in these cigarette shops they're called and they're all over the res on the edge of them so a lot of the non-native people come in and they buy their cigarettes there and then they dip so then those places each boat contribute about 10 people people a pop so if there's like 200 of those you know, another two thousand. Another two thousand. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, r- roughly around everything about you know, like for people that drive the cigarettes to places, to people who 
you know, do a lot of other stuff, you know, even packaging and, and, and moving them too. Um, yeah. We're looking at maybe like 60% to 70% of the res's um, income comes from those. Yeah. So a lot of the move From cigarettes that yeah, cigarettes you, y'all are making there though. So then, yeah, so most of the people will like, will, will create like a, there's Tim, there's a Tim Hortons on my res. There's like pizza shops and there's like gas stations. There's a, there's a lot of businesses there. And so a lot of these people have businesses and, a lot of people spend their money there. So Which the, nice. only, the only thing that we need to go off the reserve reserve for is for groceries, and that's something we haven't been able to find. We haven't found to 14, work. 14000 there isn't a grocery store. That's there used saying. to be, but mm. it just it's just not ex- successful for some yeah. reason. There's something that just so, – I think I think it's moving things, and because the reserve is so huge, it's it's like massive it's in size. 14,000 people over a large – Yeah. Right. Is, six, is it like – is it kind of like the way in the sense of like a Hobima is, like where it's like – a bunch, like do you know what I mean? Like whereas Hobim is like not just like one kind of like no, no, it's one big yeah okay. piece of land. Like um, they like call there's it... a lot of it. Like in Hobima, like Stomp kind of broke it down to me one time, and he kind of was like how he was explaining it was like you know did he say it was like Hobima? No, no, no. He was just explaining Hobima like that to mm. me, like as like, and I just maybe it was just the name. I'm like, because oh, St- you know what I mean? Because like, I don't St- know. Stomp lived on Six Nations for a little bit. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, but yeah, that it's, it's a huge spot. They call it the. The green postage stamp of Ontario. So if you look at it on the satellite where I, where I live, you just see this great big green patch where all the trees are and stuff. Where so. everything <laughs> else is just roads exactly. and freeways and shit. Exactly. So yeah. No so doubt. so let's let's a lot of spread it out. It's kind of I I kind of use it like um, if anybody's seen The Lion King, I'm sure you all have, but like where it talks about like you know like this is the kingdom, you know, this is yeah, the yeah. land and mm-hmm. everything the light touches kind of thing like that. That is well, there is shadowy areas on the res, and mm-hmm. that's where all the bad things happen. So yeah, like there's real. like so that's where a lot of people will go to hide. So that's there's where a lot scars of, hanging out, bro. <laughs> straight up, hyenas. Yo, I got a question. I was at. I can't remember. It's gonna. It's gonna bug me too. And I could look at a poster if I went back on my Instagram. But I went on tour with Joey, and Daybuy mm-hmm. brought us to wherever he's living, just outside of Montreal. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I noticed when we pulled in was all the cigarette shops. Yeah. And it was the same thing. They they border the states too, so I don't know what's going. But whatever. They do a lot of cigarettes out of there and gambling, online gambling. That's right. But all the cigarette stores had wild ass names that were like ripped off from like it was like Best Buy, but it was like Best Butts. That's right. And there was like a Mick <laughs> Mick Sigs. Yeah. And like a Bert, a, like and it was like every brand you could imagine was just like rebranded. That's and it was like kind of one of the craziest thing. Like and they would always like one dude was like five ninety nine. The next dude's like. There's like a sign right next to that dude says like four ninety nine at Mix Eggs. Like it's like and it's like dairy oh, dairy butts or like so yeah it's <laughs> dairy it's, grits. The cigarette game is really competitive, and what he's talking about is Gunawage. There you go. That, that's the Mohawk Reserve. That's yep. like beside, beside Mo, uh, Montreal. Like and real close. Uh, you can see Montreal pretty much from yeah, over there. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a bridge. Yeah. No, it's 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 a Mohawk community. Unlike where my community is, it's like all Six Nations live there. So. I guess I have to bring in that back. So there's six, the Six Nations, what I'm referring to is the Haudenosaunee Confederacy, and that's basically there's Six Nations that are involved. And we have like a, we even have like a belt that's kind of converted into like a, even a, um, a flag. Okay. And it's, uh, you know, it's like four squares with a, with a, um, it symbolizes a tree in the middle, you know, like an arrow pointing up. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, has, there's five of them. Cause originally there was five. Okay. So the original five were um, Onondaga, Seneca, Oneida, Mohawk, and Cayuga. And then we adopted Tuscarora, and then uh, that made us made the six. Six nations. So all six nations all live on that big plot of land, and then all throughout the U.S. and Canada and Quebec, uh, there's like different nations. 
all of our nations are spread out. So I grew up like it's it, it's weird that I never went to like Toronto as much or I went to Hamilton to go like do grocery shopping or go yeah. to Walmart or something. You know, that's what I would go there for. But like I went to like Syracuse. I went to Wisconsin. I went to um, to the States a whole lot. In pre nine eleven, that get was so easy. It was you yeah. just easier, yeah. you just roll up to the border and be like, "Hey, I'm um, I'm North American Indian," and I've never ever uh, identified myself as Canadian too. Identified myself well because as North John American. C showed me on the like on his thing. It says North American. It doesn't say Canadian. Right? It doesn't say and American. Yeah, I learned this because Miss Melissa moved down to the states, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, what was that process like?" And and she explained that like, yeah, because uh, she has status that you could go down to the states. And not what is right. it? Down what there. is it called? I mean, is it the J the, the J, J Treaty, Treaty right? Because right. I remember Len Len was telling me that he post obviously nine eleven he 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 had went to there and they kind of gave him a hard time. That's right. And instead of arguing, Uncle Len's like, "Okay, hold up, <laughs> I'll be back." Went to the closest place that could print it out or whatever, and just brought that back. And the dude immediately mm. was like, "Yeah, he knew he like fucked up the first time." Yeah. yeah. But he was just like, "Yo, like, let me yeah. show you this thing real quick." Yeah, like my where I come from, like my my grandfather used to have like uh, I come from a very traditional family. So, like, uh, my grandfather used to, before going over the border, when 9-11 happened, he would just set this big bag, bag of tobacco on the dash and prayed that he asked them about it so he can, like, <laughs> ream them out. <laughs> so, and, like, and, 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 our, and our relationship with the border is, like, really, like, you know, we consider them jerks. And yeah, so, like, real. when you even, like, in, in Aquasusne, another Mohawk reserve not far from there, they would run the border for fun. So kids, yeah, because the one in Montreal, the one outside of Montreal, sort of off, it shares, right? Like, there's like there's an American side. He was saying, or which one is like there's an American? Well, the gun one in Gunawage, there's an American Canadian and a Quebec side to it. There you go. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's split up by three borders. They put a, a border right in the middle of the reserve, so the kids they'll get in like you know sixteen, seventeen. They'll get like a little like a hoopty and like we'll try it. They'll just, zoom, they'll just go right <laughs> through the border and then like the border patrol will follow them and then, yeah, you know, yeah. they. and what's crazy about them is that, you know, there's this the reclamation thing that's going on back then, back there. So they're, a lot of their names are what, what their names are. So like, you know, you might get like Yacht de Yaganale. Try spelling that. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, then yeah. The th- and then, and then, and then the law is if you make a spelling mistake on your, on the charge or whatever it is, it gets it's, dismissed. It's, oh yeah, oh, that's dope. Yeah, that's right. So a lot that's of right. a lot of the people would get dismissed because they couldn't <laughs> spell the name. Yeah, get him to drive. Exactly. <laughs> he's got he's got the craziest. Thing. Exactly. But <laughs> yeah, right. like but a lot, a lot of the secret stuff though, just real quick. So so where I lived, like a lot of it, like so a lot of income was there. But even in Gunawagan and Aquasasne, you would see these million dollar mansions because people were smuggling because there's a border. Yeah, this, I, I was kind of waiting for you to bring it up. Yeah, I, like, yeah, I want to hear this shit. <laughs> I heard crazy stories about this shit. Man. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it existed. Well, they it got existed. busted. There was a thing. I remember my buddy yeah. showed me an article. They were trading them cigarettes and like weed or whatever for like a lot of harder shit that's like cheaper down there. So it's like things that go bang bang are a lot cheaper over yeah. there. And cigarettes are like you know. Yeah, what I mean? that's like, crazy. Yeah, it's it's just crazy how the cigarette thing opened up that whole market because a lot of people go nuts for that stuff. You know, so like uh, they was, easy to sell, man. Yeah, man. And then just going over over the border smuggling that that was. That was big. So you see, like, these people become rich really fast. Yeah. So what was crazy, though, is that a lot of people didn't, like, save for that, kind of, save the money for that kind of stuff. And, like, you'd see million-dollar houses half finished. Yeah. And, like, because they were just like, oh, they were in the middle of their glow-up. And then they had to got, put, <coughs> got, got caught. Something happened. Yeah. I mean, crazy. and then it's, it's a lot. It's a lot cracked down. This is, like, years and years ago. But, like, that was, that's pretty much the premise of, like, 
how it is and my relationship between like the states and the and in Canada and it's probably the reason why I can stay in the US for so long and and stay in LA right now too. Yeah. So so coming up growing up on the on the reserve uh how, how do you what's your first exposure I guess to music? Is it through your parents through your family? Yeah. Are they musicians at uh, all or it's 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 complicated. So okay. like my father uh is, is a traditional dude so like he he taught me how to speak and he taught me how to uh to do ceremony so so the first thing that i learned was like how to sing our ceremony how to sing our, our our songs okay so that was my first exposure to music i thought you know like all my life like you know like that's that's all i knew so i would sing in, in groups and stuff since i was yeah. little and um that that continued and it still continues to this day kind of thing right but the crazy thing was is my mom's side of the family is um isn't traditional at all they actually are like really heavily catholic and um they were bluegrass musicians and and the further i delved into it my grandfather could play like the fiddle really good like he i guess he could play like the orange blossom special and that's just like the crazy do your googles yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah, i I guess it's the og like the craziest tune if you can play that you know you're a g what's what's the what's the guitar hero equivalent exactly (laughs) yeah what's that what's up through fire and flames yeah yeah yeah. bro i spent mad hours like super stoned with my homie in the basement trying to get a perfect score and i said i don't think i ever accomplished that <laughs> that's the equivalent for yeah, all yeah, yeah 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 but yeah my grandfather did that um my uncle played guitar my my other uncle that um I mean, because my mom had me when she was really really young she was 16 and um coming from a catholic family you know it's not really looked that upon look doesn't look yeah, good yeah. so my my mom spent a lot of time with my aunt and my aunt um kathy uh she we basically spent a lot of time there she had three kids they were you know much older guys and um and my uncle, who was uh, a musician as well and a singer, and he would uh, actually play. He played guitar, and he was in the soul, first soul funk band ever on the Res, which is predominant. The Res is predominantly country, blues, and rock, yeah. basically. You yeah. know, that's that's basically what you country get. Country big time out there. Yeah, man. So, uh, so yeah, that there, there was that, and then uh, my cousins, because they were kids, they were older than me. Um, they listened to like ZZ Top and Michael and Prince, and so they were the ones that kind of injected those things into me. Okay. In fact, when I was like about six, they gave me my first radio because I was so infatuated with the music, mm-hmm. and uh, it had a turntable, a CD player, two tape decks, and like a and like a handful of records oh, yeah, and yeah. handful like of CDs. It was a CD player. I haven't. Even, it was like when CDs kind of came out. I guess I don't know how they. I I couldn't afford them. They were too expensive, and I just listened to whatever they gave me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, one of those is um, is the Michael record with uh with Billy Jean on it. Okay. So um. When I first started making, my first recollection of making beats, if I, when people ask me, I say it was when I was 16 when I started getting into production and start hanging with True Res guys. But I just learned there's this thing that I never knew about called pause tapes. Are you familiar with what pause yeah. tapes is? We uh, had, we DJ, had a, DJ uh, Honeycut. Honeycut. Honeycut was, on Honeycut was telling us. He, we basically explained it all just because, you know what I mean, we might have younger audience or whatever. Just to explain how you make a pause tape and how they were made back in the day. Yeah, yeah. So that's how you got started as well. Yeah, you guys are gonna have to go back to that podcast real quick and like do that <laughs> and check it out. But basically, um, I did that. I, yeah. I I took the Billie Jean break, paused it on the tape, yeah. rewound yeah. the record, and then hit record again. And I had this. Ta- I have this tape. It's still around. I don't know where it is, but it's yeah. around my family's house. But the, there's a tape of this of this Billie Jean break. Billie Jean break. And what I did is I rec- I took I took my mom. Um, 
Um, she, she dropped out of school to have me. So when I was kind of like 15, when I was getting 14, 13, 14, getting ready to high school, mm. she kind of said, oh, hell no, you're not graduating before I am. So she went and, you know, graduated. And uh, moms, yeah, man. Shout my out. mom's my mom's a real one, man. Yeah. Uh, and then she went to uh, college and she had to get a computer. So this was the first computer in our house. And there was a thing called sound recorder on it. Okay. And then um, I hooked up my tape deck to the computer and recorded it and made it digital and made it an actual <laughs> file and put it on a floppy disk. Amazing. Oh, wow. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. That's yeah. how old this is. Yeah. yeah. You're amazing, man. That's like hacker <laughs> shit at that time where you're yeah. like, this must be able to go in there. Exactly. <laughs> I'm yeah. old enough that I remember when I was like in high school, you had to like, when you made your resume, when you were like 14, about to get a job and shit, they were like, you had to have it on a floppy disk. That was like the new thing. <laughs> yeah. It was like, along with your resume, you yeah. should include a floppy disk. So, you know, <laughs> You know what I used Damn. to do with those? I, I started getting involved with computers, and then I, I learned about emulators. Oh. And then, like, you could throw emulators and games on, on dude, the, the on new the skins. Discs. Like, when, like, Quake and that, like, my buddy gave me a disc, and he's yeah. like, dude, you want to play as, like, you want it to be like cops and robbers? And I was like, what? <laughs> and he was like, dude, he would make level skins. Like, he would, just, like, and it was, yeah. he would show me what it was. And I, I would dabble a little bit, but I can remember that all the time. And floppy, when you were into that at yeah. school, you're like, yo, man, bring me that disc, bro. <laughs> like, bring that over here, bro. Yeah. Coming up, my pops was a computer teacher. Oh, so, so you, yeah, he no. he was just getting into being a computer teacher. Can we so just shout out like dial-up modem? Yeah, just, oh, just for man. one second. Let's yeah. not. <laughs> that's not shout out. Yeah, we had. You know what that reminds me of? Struggle. That, that reminds You're me like, of. Mom, uh, I was downloading a song for four and a half hours. I know. That reminds Damn. me of uh, of Napster, LimeWire, ICQ. Oh, I love that meme. Uh, that's like Messenger. old old uh, Homer's dad. Yeah, like, Homer's teacher's yeah. like, come on, kids, let me tell you about LimeWire. <laughs> <laughs> But actually, you know what? Like, uh, so yeah, that that's kind of where where it started the the beginning of it, and then um, and then as I got older, you know, like I, I wanted to uh, figure out um, how to do music. Now, here's here's the crazy part. So, I don't think I've I don't think I've ever told this to anybody. So this is some this gets kind of cool, but like exclusive. it's a little, little exclusive. <laughs> Only because it's kind of sensitive, but I kind of want to talk about it these days because I think it's very important. Um, I was um in in my in my traditions it was an actual sin to play music actually not just not just play music per se but play an inch, a string instrument. Oh. So I mean like violins, pianos, keyboards, uh uh anything that required a string. So like even um uh guitars and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So Really? Uh, yeah. So I was super like cheesed about it because like like I really, bad energy would come to you if you played a string instrument. Yeah, I remember. Shirt? I remember playing like the piano in my like great grandma's house, and I got someone got yelled at for trying it, and I really wanted to, and um, I got I got yelled at, and it, and it and it's kind of like a crazy thing that's kind of hindered me right at the very beginning. I'm sure I probably would have got into music a lot more quicker if it wasn't for that. Yeah, but um, what ended up happening anyways is that uh, uh, fast forward all this stuff like. I wanted to play make music and I didn't know how. And then I saw a video of Dr. Dre using an MPC. Mm. And I was like, oh, I need to use that because that has no strings and I can make music that's <laughs> like different, right? Tight. But uh, w- w- what, I, what I was doing. I'm, th- I'm sorry. I know. Sorry, some off shit. <laughs> I'm trying to do it. I was, like I, I was, I was going to be a jerk, but I didn't. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. Uh, but you saw MPC with uh, Dr. Dre, but you're like, "Yo, this is my ticket in." No and then strings. I, and then I looked, <laughs> and then I looked into it, and it was like three grand. And I'm yeah. like, "Yeah, oh, no, uh, that but you can, but you can use all your floppy disks." <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so what I ended up doing is that I was like, I kind of let it go, 
And then like in and I and I let it go and I just became a fan of hip hop. What age are you at that point where you well like, at this you point come up with that idea? Fifteen, about, about 15, fifteen, yeah, yeah. fourteen, fifteen, yeah. And then like I kind of let it go. And then I was like, well, you know, I don't think I'm gonna be able to do this music stuff as much as I'd want to because it's too uh, expensive. Yeah, well, not just that, but like even with the Michael and like the Prince stuff of my cousin showed me, or you know, like and then um, and then you know, oh, actually before that. I have an, I have a cousin from the states from uh, um, a Seneca Reserve, okay. and uh, it's called Newtown. And um, he came and he brought me uh, Puff Daddy in the family. Puff in Ooh. the family. Can't nobody Ooh. hold me down. Yeah. That's such yeah. a banger. Puffy yeah. Mace. I played it at the shop the Oof. other day. Yeah. And me and Abby both were like, "How do we not?" So I hadn't he, heard it for five years. <laughs> so he gave off. me the single. And the single had the 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 OG had the you know the album version, and then it had the radio version, and then it had the instrumental. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So me listening to the, finding out that I was listening to the instrumental a whole lot more, and I got to hear like how everything was done, and then um, that was kind of the moment where I'm like, I love hip hop, and then so I would listen to records for the beats, and a lot of times it's crazy. I didn't I didn't really know who the producers were for certain projects. Um, but like, you know, I eventually start finding out. So like Buster Rhymes had a lot of Knotts production in there. Yeah. And Knotts was like my dude. Yeah. And like I didn't know. Yeah. I just knew I liked that song and like that song, like that song. Jay yeah. Dilla, Knotts, Dr. Dre, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Timberland. So it's like, funny when you connect those dots when you're coming up. You never, know what I, mean? I like this song, I like this song, I like this song, and then it's like, oh, I like that guy, I found out, because that's the same name on all these records, right? Yeah, and that's yeah. what it was at but that I, time, too. I wasn't really into reading liner notes at the time, because I didn't really understand anything, you okay. know? I, yeah. was kinda, I was just enjoying music and... Yeah. Um, no, those are... I, yeah, maybe if somebody wants, but a collection. I didn't know what people were drinking out here. That was my second choice, by the way. <laughs> I saw you. There's I another one. I got two of each. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's that's uh, so that record really like changed. Like I made me dive into hip hop a lot more. So then, like uh, for like my 14th birthday, I got a CD player. Got like the old Shockwave joint. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Anti skip. Yeah, <laughs> man. <laughs> but then that's when like Big Shiny Tunes Two was coming out, Bro. and like how old are you? I'm I'm 34 now, bro. Save, oh man. Yeah, so I'm like, like, dude, what? what? Yeah, <laughs> which yeah. one? Yo, I was 14 even, when I got my parents when they gave me my CD yeah. player. I was in a rock, yeah. and I think my first CDs was like Smashing Pumpkins, uh, Melancholy, Infinite Sadness, like mm-hmm. a collective soul record because I really liked that one thing. <laughs> and I think like Presidency, the United States of America, like yeah. she's, love, she's, she's, she's love, she's love, she's love. love. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Shit. And then I, I remember, remember like getting so mad that they got me those two whack ones, and I was like. Matt, I was like, listen, Dad, I'm not trying to be like unappreciative, but I'm gonna go trade these joints to go get the Green Day <laughs> joint and this No Effects joint. And I remember my dad being like, and that was when, like you said about CDs being expensive. I remember going to HMV and CDs were still twenty dollars. Oh yeah, the double the double Tupac joint was thirty five dollars, bro. Yeah. And minimum wage was like. Four dollars, yeah, or something like that. Like, yeah. even when I got my first job, I'm like, man, it's just gonna take me fucking three days to buy two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's I used to think too. Like, I used to fuck. think that too. Yeah, fuck. but I used to always just tell people that I wanted to, um, I wanted music, everything. Just yeah, if you want, if you want anything, just tell me, like, uh, I, if you want to buy me a present or buy anything, just music, music CD, yeah. CD, CD, CDs. I want CDs, CD, HMV CD, gift CDs. cards. So for like, give it up for like for like eight solid years. That's yeah. what I would ask for, especially yeah. at the very beginning. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like uh, that that I got infatuated and in, in like I would be the kid with the headphones on. 
and I would just see these kids, like, you know, like, kind of doing whatever. But when I first started high school, I went off the reserve. And this is my first time really being, like... For high school? For high school, I went you go to high school? I went to this high school called Cayuga Secondary School. Where? Like, in, from, from in Cayuga. Six. It's okay. in Cayuga, yeah. Okay. It's, about, it's about 30 minutes away. But it's it's predominantly, like, a, 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 a white neighborhood. You okay. know, like, in... Uh, so it was like uh, it was my first kind so grade of grade nine. You're over there. Yeah, it was it, was, it was my it was it was kind of only just culture shock, but it was my first taste of a lot of things. Like okay. I knew I knew racism from playing lacrosse, like through you know, mm-hmm. like and you go to towns and you get the whooping and you get like yeah. uh, you get the um, the tomahawk chops and shit. Mm-hmm. Like they would do it just to spite you, kind of thing. You just know, to it was piss you off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all also came in a wreck shop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were mad. Yeah, yeah exactly. y'all were probably really I was, good I was, too, right? So we're, the, we're the inventors of lacrosse. So <laughs> I was, like, I was on, I was on, <laughs> just in hockey. I was on the white teams, right? Because I'm from the city, and yeah. like I can remember, like my friend's dad's not being like the coolest with that shit, and my uh-huh. mom would take me because she was a single mom, and my mom's like her dad is like whatever. So I mean, she always made sure she was like, don't you ever. Like, don't you ever act in the same way that you see these people in the stands acting when these teams come to play you for these tournaments. Like, yeah. she was always, like, not, like, yelling it out to the crowd, but every time before I went to those tournaments, she was like, you... I'll you're... hit you. Yeah, yeah, I'll <laughs> fuck you up after this game if I hear anything. So, yeah, so, like, a lot of those things, like, um, it wouldn't be the fights that were in, in the stands. It would be a dirty hit. No. And then the yeah. parents fighting, and then the and cops then not were getting called. The call. And the cops were called. Yeah. And then I remember... Like my mom and dad going running to the bench and being like my dad especially going to the bench and be like hey we gotta get going come on let's go yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's a smart one he's like let's get the fuck out of yeah yeah so we get like but like it's only second period and I'm like nah man we're getting out of here so like yeah. there's there's I've dealt with it and I understood what it was yeah but grade nine was crazy because like it was segregation at its like at its it's like being played out by kids. How many how many kids from yeah. your well, like, this is, middle school are now joining you in this high school? Well, like, this, is there a few of you getting just a few. over? So there's it's a few of us from each and every school around the area because there's multiple schools on my reserve. Because it's such a big area. Such a big, yeah. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. So, like, is there a high school on six? There is now, yeah. But there wasn't at the time. There wasn't at okay, the time. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Or yeah, actually there was, but it was just starting, and I wanted to go because my mom and dad went to that high school, and that's where they met. So I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I was like, I want to go to this yeah, high school because yeah, yeah. everybody talks about like you know football. I want to because they didn't, we didn't have gyms back there. Like you know, we, I yeah. wanted to be on the football team. I wanted yeah. to be on the basketball yeah, yeah, yeah. team. I watch TV and watch these high school movies. Like I want to go and experience that kind of shit. Yeah, I I don't want to experience like you know I want a true high school experience. I want I want a yeah. locker. You know I want yeah. like you know that kind All of shit. The locker was a big deal. A huge deal. A huge deal. When you what got was that your lock from the yo, office, yo, shit? even what? even the lock, like the I had to go get my own yep. lock. I remember yeah. at Grandin Toy. Remember Grandin <laughs> yeah. Toy? Oh, dude, it was part of your supplies <laughs> in Grandin. Yeah. I remember when my mom gave me my lock. Yeah, I was like, what? Yeah, exactly. Dude, I, got I my can own space. My I can own throw, space. I can throw my own shit in remember, there. Remember, remember, co-op uh, was talking about, or no, Honeycut, uh, Honeycut was talking about Pip, Pip and how they went to the same high school and like Pip like stole his poster, stole his poster, had a dope ass poster. You know what I mean? Like it was like some locker beef, and I remember wow. making my locker look cool as fuck. Yeah, my locker man was lit. said locker you know I mean? beef. Like my you locker was lit. Locker just post up. <laughs> so yeah, 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 yeah. What, what was what was your poster in your locker? Did I didn't have posters actually. No no. no, no, no. A lot of people did. Yeah, but um, I had like just like really cool shit in there. So like okay. I would leave like all my CDs in there, and then actually what ended up happening. This is the age of burning CDs when I started mm. getting in high school. You're okay. So I actually had you spindle. So what I used to do is I used to, I used to make my mixtapes. Okay. So TC Blaze was actually a DJ name that I had, and then at first, and then I made my first mixtape. 
all the fire mixes. Yeah, and then I would go on, I would go on blogs like just at the very slang. very beginning of it and finding all these new songs that were coming out, and yeah, then yeah. I would put out this collection of new music. Okay, and then like uh, I would like hunt down like I would go to like DJ Clue mixtapes or Who Kid or yeah, yeah, yeah. or all these people that were doing these at the time and trying to find the OG <laughs> online. And once I found it, I would like <laughs> rip it, download it, and yep. then and then make this. Each CD would take an hour. Yep. I used to print the, yeah, the covers man. like on not the sixteen printer. times speed like we you know exactly <laughs> one time <laughs> bro yeah one time speed. speed yeah 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 because yeah. you could try to do Early. that four time shit but that shit would be fucked yeah, up. It would it would fuck it up fuck it up so I used to sell these CDs for twenty bucks a pop and I would make them. them hustler and so I would that's where my, was my first thing actually someone just posted recently uh, a CD I'm like hey do you remember this and they <laughs> oh still have it gosh. the first one that's dope I made a lot what, of money I, I wonder what's on it I wonder what's Yo, on that's it a, that's, yeah, that's, can money, you that's money at that age where you know what 20 bucks is worth dog like, do you know what I mean you're not spending like now I was talking to homie about this I was like how crazy that like I'll just go to a restaurant get like uh, two beers and like lunch Maybe a little appy, you split it with him, and it's like sixty-five, yeah. seventy dollars. Like, and I'm like, oh yeah, okay. So what I what I would do is that if I came up on a bag, basically, I would take all my homies to cafeteria, and I'd be like, yo, you're getting the fries with the spicy salt. Yo, do you want do you want a, do you want an egg sandwich for breakfast? Like, Ooh, what you want? What you like want? The, baby? Yeah, exactly. You can get whatever you like. <laughs> 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 but also, like, I saved money because a lot. I became friends with the with the geeks in there, and then they were computer heads. So they. Well, taught. you was making skins on Quake, fam. Not yet, but I was like, I was, I was learning how to play StarCraft and Warcraft back in those yeah, days, man. and Counter Strike. Okay. You know, like mm, yes, Your Highness. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. peons and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Warcraft. So, so, so. Uh, he was they they were teaching me about like RAM and, and computers and they're like, yo, you make and I was like, Hey, I didn't tell anybody I was making beats because at the time it's still kind of like not cool to do it. So like I hid my shit yeah, a yeah, lot. Damn. I didn't let anybody hear what I was making at yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even let anybody know. And then um but I was asking him, I was like, So like video game wise, like uh what what do you need, dude? How do you make things get faster? I didn't know anything about it. My computer's yeah. slow as fuck back home. I'm trying to make beats. It's like a word processing computer, yeah. more or less, that our parents got. So, so around that time, um, I was washing dishes back home on on six. And oh, actually, we even rewinded back further. We got much music. We got cable television in, on when I was 14, 13, 14. and big. that's and that's, that's what's big. and that's, that's what and that's what the, the resurgence of like of of hip hop for me too was yep. like that. Yep. And also WBLK, which is a Buffalo hip hop station. Really, back home. Okay. WBLK. It's a fucking dope station, and I used to hear a lot of like. Well, on Sundays it would be like Christian rap and terrible yeah. Christian rap, really. But like, rap. but like DJ Noodles used to have a show on there, and he would like have these exclusives with like freeway and like Ooh. have all these exclusive like mixes and i used to listen to that guy like all the time i just recently started we started talking to each other on twitter recently he, yeah, i think he lives around. in vegas and yeah does vegas things and stuff like that still yeah. DJ. Yeah, yeah 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 but yeah he um but yeah i used to listen to a lot of buffalo people and like and hearing them talk about community and then hearing them because they were a very community oriented radio show mm-hmm. and used to get a lot of hate because it's super racist in buffalo as well and yeah. it's like, and so like you, you could feel it. What it's was going on there? It's a working class ass city, right? Yeah, on both sides. But back home, it wasn't the same. Like you knew it was special. I mean, Toronto had Kiss FM, and you could have like DJX uh, doing his thing. And that's, I heard start hearing Bishop Lamont for the first time around that time as well. Oh, not Bishop Lamont. Sorry, Bishop uh, Brigante. Brigante section oh, six. Oh yeah, remember that video? Six up, <laughs> eh, 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 eh. in the oversized jersey on yeah. the court. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
We came to land. Uh, oh, uh, yo, do you remember? Uh, I can't remember that song. Was where was Bless from? Bless was from Montreal. Montreal, okay. Montreal. I knew he was East Coast, okay. but I remember like yeah. that was that time too, because he did a show at uh, what's now the Palomino Club, yeah. and it was called Empire. Yeah, and uh, I had won a freestyle battle. And anyways, I remember Bless meeting Bless, and he's like, "Yo, man, Guru got this guy." He's the next thing. He was. Like, he was. Yeah. In, that yeah, same Bishop he was in Bergante, the video like, game, wasn't he? Yeah, he's in uh, Def Jam Vendetta. <laughs> he's in Def what? Jam Vendetta? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's in Def Jam Vendetta. <laughs> I don't know how he got that come up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. Because I, I remember Guru, like it's Guru Steve being respect, like, but... "Who the hell is Blood? Is yeah. he a Christian rapper?" That's <laughs> <laughs> At the time, we like, he was I had a, no idea. He, I don't know what he's doing, but he was a super cool cat when I met him, and I remember it was like mad crazy. I was like, "What? You got a co-sign from Guru?" He's like, "Yo, yeah, like came to my city." Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. Shout out to Bishop Brigante. Yeah, Brigante, <laughs> man. He's he's cool. He's really cool. He's 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 actually one of the uh people that would uh, uh, reach out for beats in the very beginning mm-hmm. when I first Canadian OG. Like, yeah, yeah, man. Um so like yeah, 14 much music, 15 uh you know, trying out this new thing with making beats and trying to put put it on a computer. And then how we, are you doing then, at that point? I mean, I just nothing, man. I wasn't making anything. Like cool uh, Edit Pro. No, nothing. Even nothing even. No. no. Still too. So early. then when sixteen happened, um, I was washing dishes. I was listening to the radio station uh, back home. I don't know why I was listening, not BLK or anything, but I was listening just to the, the local one hundred point three CKRZ, and um, a hip hop song come on, and you don't hear hip hop on that station. Yeah, you're like what? What? what is so, I, so, so I let it go, and it's like it's different too. I don't even know what it was, and it was a song by these guys. These guys called True Res Professionals, and um, they're like, "Yeah, Six Nation Zone." And I'm hearing this, and I'm like, "Oh man, it's True Res Crew now." Okay. Um, but um, I got in. I was like, "Okay, I have to find these guys." So I went to school, and I went into the library, and I found True Res Professionals. I little searched it up, and then um, found them. There's an email. There's a splash page with an email. Mm-hmm. So I emailed it. And then when I got the email, the guy hit me back. The producer he was happened to be the producer and the web dude and the guy who designed everything. <laughs> the producer, the recorder, the engineer. <laughs> like he was everything. So he he uh he he's like, All right, where's what's your address? I'll send you an album. So he sent me the, the an EP. They had a four track EP and instrumentals of their album. And I was like, Oh my God, this is great. I listen to that shit in my CD player all the time. And then I and asked, these guys are from your res. Yeah, and then and yeah, River, yeah. And so Amazing. then I asked if like, hey, can we meet up? I want to ask you yeah. questions. I want to get into making beats. Yeah, so I want to know how what, how you do. Yeah. So I met him, and then I remember going into this this office. He was a graphic designer. He just got out of high school. I think he might have been about twenty one or twenty two at the time. Like, mm-hmm. well, not just out of high school, but he was like he got through like college and stuff, and he was doing yeah. that. I'm sixteen years old. I meet him, shake his hand. His name is John Garlow. Um, he was the producer for a True Res Crew, and his okay. he goes by the name Johnny Jeeks. Okay, at the time I had that I had that name down here because I wasn't sure who that was. But yeah, John Garlow. Okay. G dot is that the same person? No, no, okay, the, okay, the, we'll the different man's. Okay, um, <laughs> different man's. Different man's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, he um, yeah. So like uh, we talked, and then the guy he was in sharing an office with this other guy, and that other guy was his boss, and his name is Kyle Martin. And then I came in there, and he started talking to me. He started listening to me talking to John. Mm-hmm. And then me and John are, like, discussing beats and stuff. And John's like, hey, let me show you. He's like, Kyle's, Kyle's a cool guy. Show him. He's like, yeah, go ahead. So he's like, opens up his computer, and he shows me what um, it used to, Acid, Acid Foundry or Sonic Foundry Acid Pro. 
okay. 1.0. Yeah. That's like the beginning of what will become Cool Acid Pro or yeah. whatever. Or yeah, Acid Pro, yeah. yeah, yeah. Acid Pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Acid yeah, yeah. Pro. So he used to use... Cool Edit was a dope. Yeah, he yeah. used to use Cool Edit. Shout out to Peter Quinsgard. You know, if if you know, you know. Cool Peter, Peter Quinsgard. You know what Peter Quinsgard is? No. no. He's, the dude that, he's the dude that you would use to crack the... The, the program. Yeah. So you would crack it and then you would just put his login name, Peter Quinsgard. So every time you opened it up, cool edit, it would be, like, would be like registered oh, Peter Quinsgard. Yeah, remember? So That's hilarious. It's a repressed memory of Feta's. I, know <laughs> I, I remember when Cool Edit Pro got the update when it was Cool Edit Pro 2.1 and the screen point. was white. Yeah. Like white and gray. Mm-hmm. And then it switched and it was the black and gray joint kind of looking like Logic now. Yeah. And I remember that was like 3.1 or something and I was like... And dude, now that you said that, yeah, because I had a pirate. Like, who the fuck? Yeah, dude, yeah, yeah for <laughs> so, so what ended up happening was that he showed me how he made this beat that I that he knew that I knew of. Yeah, and like uh, the ones off the album, and he's like, oh, "Okay, so you just draw it on," and he's like, "Yeah," and like that's that's, I'm like. You can do that on a computer. <laughs> I didn't know he. I didn't know it was on a computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So then um, Kyle overheard me, and then John had to go do something, and me and Kyle start talking, and it turns out Kyle went to school with my mom. And uh, Kyle was really good friends with my mom and the family. And uh, that was kind of the beginning of my relationship with Kyle. And that was, that's, it's something, you know, like I don't see him very often anymore, but I began, began to be really close with him and his family and his mom and dad and, and everybody that he was associated with. Mm. Um, but he is a closet house producer. Okay. And I didn't know that. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. like, you are like, he showed me some stuff that he made, and I'm like, what? This is crazy. <laughs> and he's dope. like, yeah, and like, and then, but he, I get, he, he would never show people it. So um, he's like, yeah, take these programs. I'm, I'm gonna burn you a disc. So he burned me, me a and disc. Peter gonna hook you up. So yeah, so <laughs> he burned me a disc with drum sounds, um, Sonic Acid, or I'm not sorry, Sonic Sonic Foundry's Acid Pro One or Two Point mm-hmm. It just came Ooh. out. And cool edit. And then I took those home. And I used those programs for about seven years. No duh. I, I kind of upgraded every now and then. I upgraded to, to the to different programs, but I kept that same thing. And then I started learning about like DirectX plugins. Then I went to VSTs. Mm-hmm. Then now it's like something else now. Yeah. I don't know. They're going depending somewhere. Depending what, yeah, depending what DAW yeah. you use or whatever. So yeah, that, I mean, at the very beginning, that, that was the humble beginnings. And it, I could get away from like playing a stringed instrument. Yeah. So um, as me and John's relationship grew grew out of this, because like I used to hang out with him through the True Rest uh, sessions, I actually have a song from um, John, Eric from True Rest Crew, mm-hmm. and Tom rapping. Stomp, stomp. I got and Stomp produced it with John. I got a lich. I still have it's on my computer. I've uh, when I sent when, it to him for his birthday. I think not when so we were ago. recording uh, Winnipeg's most first album, uh, Stomp. Got all drunk one night when he was, we were partying. He's like, yo, Fetty, you want to hear some bars? And he played me like three songs, and I wish I would have like recorded them because they were actually pretty good. They're dope. If you, nice. if you know Tom, he's, he's like not totally not yeah, like yeah. a rap. That's like, like if I played you three songs, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, they were really, like they were good. <laughs> like, he's, he's, yeah. So John introduced me to the world of native hip hop. When I started following him, I started realizing there was like groups like War Party out there. Yeah, and then it kept and, it, and that rabbit hole went deeper. Feeling reserved. There was a there was a group out of Saskatchewan called Smash Bent. There were like a, another one. Um, there were na- there, and like I learned about Superman back in the day. Yeah. He was like out there. OG. Yeah. OG. Love Red, him. Red Cloud. Red. Like, Dude, remember when Red Cloud was signed to uh, Syntax? 
Yeah. Remember the same label that P.O.D. was on? Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, my, my tattoo artist, Jesse, when he was tattooing me like way back in the day, he was like, yo, you ever heard of this Red Cloud dude? And I was like, no. And he's like, dude, check this dude out. And it was like, he showed like Hawthorne. Yeah. Hawthorne, California shit, man. Yeah. It was like, OG shit, man. Yeah, yeah. Good like, shit. Yeah, he's like, still around. Yeah, like, so. Oh, yeah, Red Cloud's still killing it. Yeah, yeah still killing it. So, uh, True Res used to have a, f- a message board on their sh- on their on their um, website. website, and uh, a lot of beef started there, and a lot of like, <laughs> rap that is like text battles. And, no man, no, like it beef. was like smash like straight up beef. Smash Benz were just basically like, yeah, like where are you? Come around here, yeah. we'll you know we'll light you Saskatchewan. up, you know, like yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Before we knew the police also had the internet. Yeah, yeah, for real, <laughs> exactly. I mean, they got it too, and they can read what we're writing. <laughs> But yeah, I used to hang out with John a lot, and John showed me how to like do all this stuff. And then he made his first album. I'm actually on the first True Res album ever. I'm on. I'm the first person you hear on that album because he was like, "I want to have something Flex. in the. I want to have something in the language that uh, oh, dope. Yeah, about explaining about what True Res is." So then I was like, "Yeah, I'll do it." So I did it, and then um, so I, I used to have this rap that I used to say. I was like um, from because the album was called "It's Begun." I would uh, uh like, but it would be like I w- I've been. I'm the first voice you hear throughout everything, and then like that's so dope. that's it's a. And then they dropped that album. It did okay. It wasn't that great. It was the second album they did afterwards. So after that first album they dropped, I was hanging out with them a lot, and all, all while going through high school. And I'm running that's out of the make one beats. you're on the first one. Yeah. Okay. When I was okay. like that was probably when I was like seventeen, sixteen, seventeen. Okay. And then when I became, when I was about 17 or 18, they started working on a new album. And they got an investor and he bought them a Triton LE. And he Ooh. bought them. That's where I read and it. And a Digi, he, and a I Digi always, 01. I read an interview Damn. where you're like, I was always going to Jonathan Garlow's house to play with his Triton. Yeah. <laughs> and he probably That's hated good. it. Damn, he like, hated it. <laughs> the rack? Yeah, the Digi Rack oh, 01. Yeah, so yeah, you had yeah. to have like a special sound, a special yeah. card, now, sound no, card right. that would like, like it would only compatible with that. That's crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. and Pro then Tool's he, been doing that. And then he had a um a Neumann. <laughs> so he had like so which one? The 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 big guy. A U eighty seven. Yeah, U eighty seven. Damn. So at a U eighty seven, and he had a Tritonelli, and he had this Digi one. It's about a, like you know twelve twelve racks basically. Like yeah. 12, that's about twelve racks. Yeah. I could see it like set up with the room fifteen. Yeah, like back yeah exactly. Hell yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So like, uh, so they made this new album, and he dropped this song called "I'm a Lucky One," and that fucking blew up. For it got all over much music. It did really well, and they started doing shows. And then the kind of thing just fell up, fell apart after that. Like you mm-hmm. know, like a lot of people wanted their own, their own solo albums, and then Damn. you know, shit. but they Group were, shit. but they at that time at that album they were like eight deep. You know, it's like Wu Tang. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, it yeah, was, you ha- you're you're eight deep. You're you're gonna have some problems. You're and he's some, and he's you know the only saying? producer, recorder, mixer, engineer. I mean, there was some other ones that, the were, that were kind of doing it, but he was the gatekeeper for like a lot of that stuff. And he encouraged other people to learn. But yeah, yeah. But nobody, not everybody has <laughs> when you're that dope, to do. you know, and that you good. T- what is it like? You can take a horse to water. You can't yeah. force him to drink. Yeah, yeah. So we, a lot of so he would like let them like, oh, you want the mic? Go oh, take it then. Like take the mic and go record yourself. Like if that's what you want, and they would yeah. do it, and they can't. You know, it would just come out garbage. It would come out not the same. Yeah. So this keyboard was something that was in, intriguing me, and I've never touched keys up to this point. I used to play on my keys on the actual physical, like, keyboard. Yeah. On, yeah. The, on a computer keyboard. Yeah. yeah. And then so this is the first time I'd ever actually, actually touched keys, and I loved it. And as soon as you hear the clip sounds, like the, the grinding sounds. Yeah. Boom, 
Like yeah. that's all on the Triton LE. <laughs> yeah, everything mm. that Neptune's does is pretty much on and the Triton and yeah. Swiss Beats too. Yeah, and Swiss. So you hear yeah. all of these things yeah. exactly. So <laughs> if you hear all these things, you're like, oh man, I really. So I, I, you know, I started to I learned how to sequence and quantize. I learned what quantizing quantize. was. Oh, yeah. I learned yeah. how to sequence beats and I learned how to like. How just to, for those who maybe be, I don't quantize is just making sure that it's on the beat every time on a grid. Yeah, on it's a on, grid, so yeah. it's on one, it's on two, it's on three, it's on four. Because sometimes when you're playing it, you might be a little bit off, and this thing just helps you <laughs> nudge it back on. Yeah, it snaps it into place yeah. basically. And um, but yeah, I learned how to do that. I learned all, and I have my first piece of gear. Basically, I made beats on that, and I loved composing. I was like, and people were just like, "Who, who played that?" And I'm like, "Oh, I did." And I've never played an instrument. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I knew what what sounded good in my head. Yeah. So then, like, I started learning how to do that, and then I was kind of like, "John, I need to borrow this." Or I, I, need, I didn't ask him to borrow it. Actually, I asked, asked him to come over his house. Mm-hmm. So I'd go over his house, and then at this time, I'm at off the off the res school. And um, high school, I'm doing okay, I'm doing good. And then around somewhere in around grade eleven, um, they asked me to do the opening, the the, the opening address in my language, which is something that I've done all my life. Mm-hmm. So I get in there and I do it, and I forgot it, and it scared the shit yeah. out of me. And then I was like, I haven't been using it. That's why I'm, I'm losing it. Mm-hmm. And I got scared, and I told my pops this, and he's like, Well, you know, like that's what happens when you don't use it. So real. yeah, so then um, the next semester I transferred to the school on the res, the high school on the res, in grade eleven. Yeah, w- which ironically is like down the street from John's house. So Dope. at that time, <laughs> how I got, convenient. Yeah. <laughs> so at that time, I got I got my own vehicle. Yeah. I got my own like you know my first vehicle when I was, six, was? Or sixteen. I had a um a GMC Sierra. Ooh, dope. Or like you know like the yeah like a little nice little truck. It, it was dope, man. It's a dope truck. Kind of like, like an S ten. Yeah, actually, and actually, no, it's a little bit bigger. The one that I had. Sorry. Yeah. It might be a little bit bigger. It had like a nice like um, bench seat in it, <laughs> so you could lay it right down and go to sleep. I used to like go to sleep in that thing all the time. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I went to high school out there, and then in the mornings I'd have like sometimes I'd have some time off, yeah. And I would go and um, ask to use his ask to use his uh, his Triton. So every morning at nine a.m. I'd pit him up and I'd, and then he'd get <laughs> to the door and be like, "Hey Tim," and he's like, "Hey, can I use the can I use the keyboard for a little bit?" And he's like, "Sure, come on in." So we like, you know, so I'd do that. But I would start doing you know once a week, then you know turn it into like twice a week, then three times a week. It got to the point where I like boop boop boop, you know, hit the door, and then his mom and I was like, "Oh, hey Tim, just come in." And so <laughs> right. I just come in, right? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. dope. And then Co- coffee's on. It's all good. <laughs> and then yeah, yeah. And then John, one day, like I came to the door and like, like, hey, he's like, "Hey Tim," and he's like, has the keyboard in his hands. <laughs> he's like, "Here, just take it." Like, that's dope. Bring, bring it back in a couple of weeks. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I was waking him up every morning. Like yeah, he yeah. was trying to sleep. He would just go back to sleep when I would go into the room and do stuff. Yeah, of course. So yeah, so I brought the keyboard home, and I had to do it before, before my dad wasn't like there. You think he, he would still so be I'd mad sneak at that it. point? So I'd, keys. So I'd, oh yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'd, so I'd sneak. There's no, there's no strings. Keys. <laughs> keys, bro. Yeah. Keys. So, so Open it's like, doors. So it's like so I um so I I, I smuggled this '88 key keyboard <laughs> inside the house, and I was man, it was the greatest feeling I've ever had. To have it in my own house to to play it and with all my gear there, I was yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. oh man, I can do so much, and I'm like having the fun time of my life. And my dad came looking for me, and I had headphones on because I didn't want like, and then you don't want anybody to hear. And it. he came in my room and he saw it. He looked at it, looked at me, and then he left. 
didn't say a word. Mm. And I was like, fuck. Like, I, I, I did it. I, I pissed him off. And I was like, but there's kind of no turning back from this point. Like, I've done it. I've yeah. done I've done the thing. You've crossed this bridge. Yeah, you really and, caught me. And it was a thing, it was inevitable. Yeah, it was yeah. about to happen. So then from that point on, it just kind of gotten easier. Yeah. So then like uh I got the keyboard out of there. I didn't want it in there anymore. Yeah, but yeah, the yeah. thrill I'm was not gonna gone. Disrespect yeah, 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 yeah. But what's so dope is that my high school, I started ha- not having a place to do music at this point. And I I started telling people that I did it. So then my high school, um, the one on reserve used to have this photography class and it stopped. So then what I ended up doing was I ended up uh uh, asking the principal, I was like, "Hey, do you think it's possible if I use that room for like a music stuff?" And she's like, "Cool." Sure. So she gave me the keys, and I ha- left my rig set up. So on my lunch breaks and on my day breaks, I would go there and I would like make beats. Sick. People would come in and be like, "What the f- are you doing?" And I used to get ridicule a lot, like for really? doing beats. Oh yeah, they used to say like, "Oh, you're trying to be black," you know, mm. or like, "There's a lot of like a, a lot of." A lot of things that doesn't get talked about on reserves, but, you know, one of them, it's not really outset, like, you know, that, you know, there's this misconception that, you know, white people can be the only people who can be racist, but, like, it's not true. It's, like, it's, no, it's, 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 it's everywhere. It's everybody. It's everywhere. Yeah. So, like, it's just, so what ended up happening was is that, you know, like, I was, I'd get ridiculed, but then, like, people start coming around. Like, my friends, most, most importantly, like, supported me, and they all thought it was brave what I was doing, because... I'm I'm at a, a school on the reserve, which is kind of traditional, actually, because it's a language school too. Yep. So yeah. I'm kind of doing something that's totally out of pocket. But the principal was somebody that was like, you know, she's been to school, she's got her PhD, she's like, she's she knows, so she understood that this is something that was different. So she let me. Yeah, and, and she understands it's, po- it's like, yo, you could yeah. be outside smoking, but instead you're in here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Beats, right? Yeah, yeah. So. I never, I wasn't really one to go partying or do anything. I might have did it a couple times, but like it was mostly like. Yeah, I loved music, man. Music's your drug. Yeah. yeah, man, it was my. Could thing. have been different type of keys. Damn, yo, what what uh, happened when I was gone? Clems is like on fire tonight. Yeah, yeah, okay. He's out here dropping jams. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So then, that was basically my high school years of getting into it and figuring it out. I went from like being a mixtape DJ to like learning, really learning how to produce. I spent like three years making you know beats and then i started making beats with a rapper named young james at first and then he was like a rapper from from my hometown he was from toronto so then he grew up in like parkdale so then he has this like he has a different like vision of 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 a different like thing of what life is different frame of reference yeah exactly from what i did yeah so like i'm here making beats and he's rapping over them and i'm learning how to record people as well and then it just kind of turned yeah. yeah, welcome, welcome to the exchange, welcome to the exchange <laughs> district where it's the like, windows open. So that's yeah. that's our own fault. Uh, it's all good. It still be that loud on the <laughs> yeah. 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 For real. So yeah, after, after you know, like me and James like started making making um, music together, and then he joined True Res, and then that's when everything kind of came full circle. And then um, then I was kind of a part of the. I wasn't a part of the crew really. Like I never was. But like, did you ever produce anything for them? I, I, it's I played like a note for him, like okay. you know, like yeah, yeah, like yeah. stuff like that. Contribute. But John John handled most of the production. Yeah, yeah. 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 Gotcha. And then like, um, but after that, um, John started getting me to produce for him. 
because okay. he was like, yeah, I like you. And then like I would send beats to Stomp, and Stomp would be like, yeah, they're all right. Like I pray, I feel bad for like sending some of the, my most horrible stuff to Stomp, but I looked up to him. He was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, he yeah. was like the god then, you know. He still is, you know what I mean? Like he's OG. he's he's my OG. Like you know, John Garlo and and Big Stomp are my OGs. And then J Mac came along, and then he just blew me away. There would be no, I, I always. If I'm ever asked about like how that like Winnipeg's most got started, I was like, dude, we looked up to Res Official. Thomas Lau was from the north side. Uh, from the north side, uh, when Stomp like actually sent that email, and was like, hey, let's make a record. We were like, me and John C like lost our fucking heads. Yeah, like dude, that was like a yeah, big, man. big, big, huge, big email to get. <laughs> when I started getting like uh, praises from him. Was like a time where I was like, okay, I must be doing something right. Yeah. Because he was, the, like, him and John were, like, the guys. And John actually told me one time before, like, not so long ago, like, about four years, three, four years ago, he was like, you know what, Tim? Like, you know, the teachers become the student at this point. Like, you know, you got, you have it now. And then I was just kind of like, well, like, like I'm, I'm just talking to him. Like, you know, like, what do I do, sensei? You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, yeah. and even to this day, I still do. Like, you know, he, he has a lot more experience than I do as far as, like, life goes. So, yeah. I try to do it. It's just that now it's just a little different. Like I like I've I've kind of exceeded everybody's expectations, including my own, to be honest. So it's just like it's now it's just kind of like a, a wave riding thing at this point. But yeah, I went I went to um, you know, eighteen nineteen I was I was making I finished high school, I was getting into beats and then it was time to go to school. So yeah. then like, you know, I took a year off and then I kind of like, all right, I'm gonna go 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 to school and I'm gonna go to uh I'm gonna go stay in St. Catharines. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, mm. my homie um, John was um, met this other producer. His name's Adrian, and he was using Reason. Mm-hmm. And then, so he introduced me to Reason. Very Adrian early. Adrian Harjo. He was like, uh, he used Reason 2.0, and yeah. he showed me what it was. And I was like, this is like the Triton in in acid all in one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I was that's like, good, that's a good way. To so play. I was like, so I'm gonna. I want this. So then I found it. Like, I found it. I started getting into, like, finding programs. So I found it, cracked it, and then I had Reason 2.0. Yeah. And then um, I took that with me while I went to uh, St. Catharines. And then, you know, like, for the first month, I was in school and making beats, and I was broke. I was living in some musty-ass, like, basement mm-hmm. with my with my girlfriend at the time. And we just kind of, like, you know, two kids from the res trying to, like, muster through this thing. Yeah, figure it out together. Yeah, trying to figure it out, being in a city alone. Like, you know, this is new for both of us. Yeah. And then um, I got, man, one day I just, like, I loaded up an MP, MP3 player with my beats. And then I just walked down the street and I went to downtown. And then I went to this clothing store that I saw. It was, like, an urban clothing store. So, like, yeah. there's got to be mixtapes there. got to be a rapper. got to be a rapper around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went in there and then uh, this lady... Um, Met me and I was like, "Hey, is there any rappers from uh, St. Catharines here that are that are that have a mixtape?" And she was like, "No, no, we did have a couple, but they're not here." And she's like, "Actually, you know what? Uh, just come with me." So then she took me, locked the door from the store, said, "We'll be back in ten minutes." And she walked me down the street, and we went to this barber shop. And I sat, went in the barber shop, and she's like, "Hey, there's a there's a new kid in town, you know, like new guy in town. He says he's a producer. He's looking for some people to make music with, some some rappers." And Sazy was sitting in the barber chair with Nunu, who was the guy that I was making music with at at the very beginning, and he was cutting his hair. They're both phenomenal rappers, yeah. and they were just talking to each other while they were getting cut, like, 
man, we need to do something. We need to figure out a way to, like, you know, make this thing work. Because Sazie's sitting there, like, getting his hair cut, but he's also, like, you know, he's 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 in the Honda Civic, you know, like, whipping around town, you know, like, serving him, basically. That's that's That was what he was doing at the time. And, yeah. like, he wanted out of it. And then yeah. he wanted... He, he was a dope rapper. He went by. He would just turned his name to Sazy at the time. He was Scorsese then, yeah. But then he was Spectac like about about six months before I met him. Okay. Yeah, and then um, I had the MP3 player and I, let, I played it to him, and they were like, "What the?" F-? They were all kind of like, "Yo, you need to come." Like, how? 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 I was like, "Listen, I'll." You guys like this stuff? Oh, you like it? Okay, good. Like I'm like in <laughs> yeah, enthusiasm. Yeah. Like I'm gonna go back to my place and I'm gonna burn CDs and I'll come back later tonight when you guys are closing and then like maybe we'll do some stuff. So I had a laptop and I closed it up and I brought my laptop with me and brought some beats, CDs, and then we played it in the in the in the uh, the stereo in there and and that's that was the beginning. I recorded the song with Sazy that day. I brought a microphone and we like taped it to like a door handle or something like that i can't remember what we taped the door and we made this song called deep water and and um that was that's it's been history so it's been like you know me and sazy have been friends for like 14 years after that at this point i think 13 14 oh. years yeah so then yeah. we've been started making music since then and yeah. then uh that was the beginning of me and sazy and then that's when i found out about hip-hop canada and that's when i found out about like how you can put your music there and people will critique it and like the forums were live there too yeah and they were like that was before they changed their format where it was like definitely way more um, the forum was more popping yeah it was just there was no there was like it was less i medias i don't know it was blog yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. like it still was but it was i don't know it was different but you know what like it's it's good shout out to hip-hop yeah no no no, they're dope (laughs) the evolution's dope so they would have this splash page of in the front and they would show like show what the top mixtapes of the city of canada was and then they would show little like little stories people would write there but then there was the form button you just hit the form button and that's when everybody would post their music too so you would have like rich kid um, this is um, Rich Kid shit, like Volume Two. I remember being on there, and then I was, I was like, "What the hell is this?" Like, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm. Who is this producer from Toronto? And so then, like, dope. yeah, man. So, <laughs> so then, like, He's but then, dude. but then there was people like White Backpacker that would like troll everybody, and then Bishop Brigante would like, you know, like <laughs> troll everybody. And <laughs> then there was the 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 beef with like the Wise Guys and and the Team Offense at the time, and like, who is Team Offense? Like that Aristo, Sazy was a part of yeah, Team Offense team as well. Team Offense was him. Aristo, Cali Snipes, Lils, 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 the general, yeah. most dudes, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. What? What? what Man, I'm having like a nice. Yeah. Like, what time frame is this? Like, this is 2007. 20, yeah, I'm a fan. I'm, yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm like. Yeah. Oh, we eight, did. We, did, we yeah, did like, Winnipeg's most in 2010. So yes, oh seven, oh eight, like leading yeah. up there. So when me and Sazy, like, I mean, when I met Sazy, it was about 2003, I think, or 2002, and then we kind of like had these little, you know, we would do one-offs and do projects. So I, I, I stayed in uh, St. Catharines for two years, I think, and then I, then, then I left. And then um, then we just kind of, like, I would just drive up, see him every now How and then. How far is uh, St. Catharines? 45 minutes. Oh, that's not, that's yeah. not, nah, nah, not far at all. So yeah. then Sazy would actually come to the res a lot. So that was the running joke, was that, like, I got a place on the res and then, like, living away from... That's a hard thing, too, is, like, finding, like, 
you're trying to get away from mom and dad's like house and you know like living by yourself is hard because there's no houses available yeah so Damn, people yeah. just started doing apartments so i got lucky and got one and i just i haven't been home since you know i haven't really well i live there now kind of like i stay on the couch whenever i'm around six <laughs> when you come home but it's mostly yeah. but it's mostly just because i wanted to come home and see fam you know yeah exactly that's the place yeah. you want to be when you go home like yeah yeah but yeah like so me and Sazy like fast forward like uh, I do a lot of like soul searching, a lot of beat making, and a lot of like you know just basically just trying to, to make myself better. Not putting out anything really other than like whatever Sazy wanted to put out, yeah, which is a song here and song there. Mm-hmm. So when it came time, like you know, he's like, "Hey, I want to really come like make an album with you," and I'm like, "I'm with you." So then he came to the res around 2007, and then like we made Hit and Run in like three sessions. We did 12 hour sessions, and we Damn. we did a lot of like I had a lot of beats built up. And a lot of, and we had a, a topic and everything. Yeah. And when we dropped that, we actually did my first interview ever. So then we did like this interview with Hip Hop Canada then. And then, um, cause of Sazy, Sazy was popping then. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's making this stuff with this guy named Toolman. Like, who the hell's this guy? Yeah. And then Sazy was the brilliant one for like, I was just gonna say, just make him a Sazy album. He's like, nah, man, you, you put in a lot of work. You're, you're putting yeah. your name on here. So it was like a, that's dope. It, it was a that's Toolman that's and Sazy project. And then, now that's you, big. Cause if you Google you even now, that stuff comes up. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's that shit dope was to know that popping at the time for a rapper. To know rapper, that he put yeah. you like on. Like I was a fan of bars and like yeah. yo, man, that was like rapidly rap. Not rapidly. Like, no, it was no, it was no, bars. No, like do you yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, there was yeah, a lot yeah. of Canadian style, especially from Toronto. I'm just saying that like yeah. I know it's St. Like, but that area yeah. and it all it was like, you know, like it all kind of whatever at the time it did, like whatever. It was all had a certain tinge. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Sazy was like spitting fire. And that That's was right. like, that was. He was a rapper. Yeah. Rapper. I like, maybe he was a rapper's rapper, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. Was, yeah. Like, but but still made like, yo, man. And his new music now, like, he's an incredible writer. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Good concepts writer. and stuff. Yeah. 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 So, like, the whole concept behind it is we took like a Death Race 2000. We loved, mm. like, he, we, we loved old school films. And so we love have quirky things. Like the thing about me and Sazy, yeah. we love the time like the same everything. So we love video games. We love so how can we incorporate all this? So we yeah. did like a Street Fighter Dragon uh, Balls. We did a Street Fighter skit on the album. So we did yeah. these skits and we did like a movie yeah. trailer skits. We did this thing called P Pain where we made fun of Autotune because it's because <laughs> I had Autotune and he's like, Oh, let's use it. Yeah, and then yeah. let's just like, you know, so he likes clowning. Exactly. So we did stuff like that and um, it was fast forward to 2019, right? Yeah. That shit ain't left yet. You know? <laughs> Jay Z was definitely didn't kill Auto Tune. That's for he sure. tried his best. Man. Yeah, no man, best. it's it's definitely here and alive right now. Yeah, but yeah, and so so yeah, we we made two, we made that hit and run record around 2008, and then when we dropped it, which was big because we knocked out. Um, Comeback season for Drake Ooh. on Hip Hop Canada. There's, so if you look yeah. on Hip Hop Canada back flex. at that time, I know I'm so proud of that. I, what do you mean? Man. I'm serious. I'm like, that's flex. dope. That's yeah. dope. So we we had the number and one comeback season on. was good. Comeback, comeback season yeah. was dope. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my first introduction to like the Toronto scene, and then after that, people were like, "Who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, like making course. beats." Of course. Who's the first like one like big outside of your area that you like got a a call from or like a you know reached out to you oh man i don't know i don't know i mean like um it's 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 i've had a lot of run-ins with a lot of people over the years and like a lot of opportunities that just didn't fizzle out especially in those days like i was just this like i was hard to get a hold of 
like I didn't have no email out. I have no website. I had a MySpace page. That's it. You know what I mean? Who's like, in your top eight? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember. No. I can't even remember. No one bugged me for that shit because I was just a nobody. I was just making beats and and producers really liked me. And then, then that's the thing. I started becoming like I started like like the people that really meant like Rich Kid meant a lot to me. Rich Kid. So then when I started when I started doing this kind of stuff and then um, the Hip Hop Canada thing happened and then but you know like a couple months later Drake dropped uh, so far so gone. Far gone. <laughs> And then we we were completely yeah. obliterated off the yeah. page. <laughs> what was that song with him and uh, Big Page? Uh, oh. I'm still fly. Ooh, I'm still high. Dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That was MySpace days. I remember, I just remember that song like always. Like I that was, was like, all people's MySpace. Fuck is this? Okay, look. So with that song, like I like you know what? Like there's when I'm speaking to a lot of Toronto people that were there because it was a direct director X. Um, produced video too yep. as well. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Yo, the video yeah, was tight. Right. Yeah. He was in the condo with that one car garage, jumping in the bends and shit. Yo, that video was fire. And people climbed him too because it was like the, if it was like because it was all clouds and and blue clouds and they they tried to like the the Philadelphia cheese spread like they tried to like say it was like a similar thing. <laughs> I don't know. It was it was crazy. But like if you, if, if you talk to, if you talk if you talk to, I just remember this from Hip Hop Canada Looking and the forums. Now, like, oh, it's all the forums, the man. Forums, man. <laughs> it's all the forums, man. I just remember all this stuff. That's funny. Dang, man, I used to be in an addiction. You just go there and yeah, like, yeah. You see what's up. It's like the block. What's popping? What are people saying? So yeah, like a, a lot of the producers like started hitting me up and started like doing stuff. And I didn't know that this that those albums were gonna be very like noticeable. I thought they were just gonna be like whatever. Some shit I'm making. Yeah, it's just some shit I'm making. Yeah, yeah. Cause we gave it away for free. Yeah. Like, you know, it was like twenty something songs we gave away for free. And like and um we st- we did we did hit and run too. It didn't do as well, but like people loved just us coming back to, out. To take it a little bit into your progression, uh are you DJing around this time too? No, no, no. no. I started DJing after the hit and run twos. Okay. So hit and run two, like uh, people wanted to have me out at shows and stuff and I had to perform with Sazy. So then like by then we started getting shows, so I had to learn how to DJ. Yeah. Me and you both, my man. Yeah. Me and you both. Like, oh, we, need a, we, we need a DJ. Oh, uh, I can figure that out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you know, you just hit play, you did the waka waka, and that's it, right? You did like, the waka waka. <laughs> like, that's, that's what my good. head... True. That, that, that's, no. what, that's what my head was thinking back then. Hell yeah. That's what I still do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've 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 kind of wanted to do uh, a little bit more nowadays. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, progress. Yeah. I just kind of stagnate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's where it started, really, because I just I I was a creator of content, and I need I had no other way of doing it, and that's yeah. how that's how you play your this, stuff. This is my ticket in. Yeah, yeah. this is how I get to play the stuff that I made you. Yeah, check so it out. I used to hang out like I've I've hung out with like uh like drunk masters like Ken Masters from like uh from from the Wise Guys and like you know hanging out with Johnny Rocks and like. Like wow. Brigante and like all these people, and they were I'll giving them beats and stuff, and like nothing really ever happening. Yeah. But um, I was in a beat battle. Uh, I went to Detroit. Yeah. Um, I, before then, I went to this. I just let him narrate. It's perfect. You yeah. Got my, you got <laughs> but, the but, but about two thousand nine, I went to this this producer conference called the One Stop Shop. Perfect. And it's Shaw Money XL put it on. I remember. Dope. I remember shout seeing. Out yeah. Shout out Shaw. Yeah. yeah, man. Um. I had no idea what it was. I just knew that, you know, I was stagnant and you know, hit and run two was cool and like I I wasn't making any money. Like I'm at this point, like, you know, I'm kind of putting everything on hold. I was kind of doing like teaching work because I was I'm a teacher as well. So I was kind of doing teaching work 
and I was doing language restoration. I was doing like language preservation stuff. Dope. So I was like making like teacher resources at the time and I'm stretching my time and like I'm really yeah. loving these projects, but like it was taken away a lot from the music. So when it came yeah. time to like really putting my foot in something and investing time into it, I just I didn't I didn't want to put like it all into it. So I I got I got I got out of it. And then I started getting into some really, you know, bullshit jobs. Start working gas station jobs or then I landed in like a like a bingo hall job that actually was really dope. That's like allowed me to like make money to pay for rent for stuff and then just make music on the side. So that's kind of what I wanted. Yeah. My girlfriend at the time, she was like not not really about it because I was she's like, not, yeah, you're like, what she's are you like, doing, right? well, yeah. we're like, trying to get a house or you're trying yeah, to, get a, you yeah. know, like I had a, we got a car, you know, like stuff like this. Like, don't you want to do anything else other than like what this life is? And yeah. I'm a 20, you know, 20 some, 20, early 20 some kid, year old kid. And I'm like a, a kid basically yeah. with just dreaming of like, you know, I want to like, no, this is exactly no, what this I want exactly, to do. Yeah, yeah what's yeah, going yeah. on right now? Like I could see the, I was like, I just kept on remember saying that, you know, like, um, this means a lot to me and I've put a lot of work into it and I, I, I know something's going to happen if I just keep working. Something tells me I'm, I don't know why I'm doing it at this point. I just, I'm just doing it. And then, um, uh, yeah. And then, you know, like, and so I was having these like really, you know, shitty jobs and I was kind of having more time doing music, yeah. spending a lot of time doing that. I made up enough money, a couple thousand dollars, uh, for me and my girl to go to Phoenix, Arizona for this one-stop shop, mm-hmm. I saw it in like a Source magazine or sorry, XXL magazine. Or no, it was the Scratch magazine. Oh, okay. I Shout saw out the Scratch yeah. magazine. It was in Shout the Scratch magazine, yeah. Often forgotten. Often, yeah. yeah. There's some ill covers, man. Neptune's on the cover. I have all of them. Yeah? All of them oh, the yeah. House. yeah. No my shit. parents' house, I have them all, yeah, for yeah. sure. No I have shit. a lot of double XLs and print, print meant a lot to me, man. That was like my first, like, seeing like the five star rate, the five mic rating. It meant like, something the, then. Dude, it's it meant monumental. Something. Like, yeah. even seeing like the bars, like you've seen like uh, the, 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 the unsigned hype. Mm. You know what I mean? That's what I was going to say. What was that thing called? Yeah. The unsigned hype. Hype. Yeah, but yeah, but I, I, I used to love Fifty Cent. So like, Shaw Money XL, his managers put, it, I'm gonna go. You're like, I'm yeah, going for, for real. So He's like, on a shot. So I told some friends about it. At this point, one of the guys from True Rest Crew, his name's Artie Martin. He helped design like my, um, my beat CD. He, he put a beat CD because everything's on CDs at this point. Yeah, and uh, and um, I got a website going. I got a business cards. I was I was ready. And yeah. then like I got together my 20 best beats. And then I went to this conference, not knowing what the hell it was. I met Ninth Wonder at that time. Wow. I met um, there was dude, dude, there was this high tech, Ninth Wonder, oh. Pete Rock. <laughs> I love high tech. Pete Rock, uh, Pete all in the same Rock. Room. Uh, Pete Rock, uh, RZA, RZA, damn. Jake One, Ill Jake Mind, one. Um, Ill Mind. Um, was, I mean, you got Sean Money room. XL. Like, yeah, that's cents. crazy. <laughs> like. Actually, I met, actually yeah. I, I met Ni- I met Nipsey Hustle at that at that place. Wow, he did just did Hustle in the house. What so, year is this? This is probably two thousand and ten, maybe. Yeah, sounds about right. It sounds right. Yeah, I want to say around there. Yeah, and then like, uh, so I went to this thing and like, and it was mind blowing. I realized, and there was a beat battle there, and I didn't enter it. I could have, but you I didn't. Have. I didn't yeah. know what it was. And then I saw it and I was like, fuck. Then I asked Shaw. I saw Shaw and I was like, Shaw, can I please enter? Like, I didn't know it was this big. He's like, he's like, nah, man. Like, they, they, they do the judges and they, they pick who's going to play and like it's structured. And it's like, you can't, like, unless someone doesn't show in. up, like, you know, you're not going to play. Right. So no one did. And, you know, everyone showed up and I just had to watch this go down. And I'm like, 
I feel like I just fucked up and make a crazy opportunity. Like I'm better. Like you're here beats no, and you're like yeah, that straight I, up. It's it's that and the part that like yo, you get to play your beats on a loud system that all these people will hear, yeah. including and the people, people that you look up to. Yeah, yeah. Like at Damn, least that's a dream scenario too. Yeah, at least like yeah. that, you know. Even just one beat. Like I don't even care Let if me I see win. Pete Rock Bob yeah, for my real, shit. for real. Oh one time, real quick. Exactly. Let me see Ninth Wonder fucking vibing out exactly. to my shit. So then, yeah, I watched this battle, and, like, this guy from Montreal won. He's crazy. There's no one. He was clearly the best producer in the whole thing. But I met Beat Butcher at that time, and Beat Butcher right now is killing it. And he lives out in L.A. He's from Amsterdam, and um, he did, like, work on Jay-Z's and Beyonce's album, The Carters. Oh, so he did. What did he do on that? Oh, I can't remember, but he's he's a sample maker, so he's oh, so he who cares? He did the fucking Carters, bro. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got enough placements right now. He's got him and Ant Man Wonder are like are on the same label, like the same people. Okay. Mm-hmm. He moved to L A. Like his music is good enough for him to move now. That's, yeah. that's a wave right now. People who are getting placements just making samples that like Metro is yeah, is but also shit, like but also this Boy guy Wonder. this guy was also like you know producing for Sean Price and like Dose. Mob Deep. He had a crazy. He had a crazy relationship with Mob Deep. He's probably done a lot of Mob Deep. You're one of a lot of your favorite Mob Deep songs too. Mm-hmm. He's, he's dope. He's a dope, dope producer on yeah. him. But I met him, and then um, one of the dinners that we had, we had these like fuck. It was so terrible. The ever, it was Red Bull sponsored, so the only thing to drink was Red Bull and. That's it. There's no water. What? So they had Red Bull. Cola. They had Red Bull Cola. Red like, Red Bull. Dehydrated and Red Bulls. Yeah. Damn. Zooming. And these like you know microwaved hamburgs. You know like cheeseburgers. It was just terrible. Come on, it, Red that Bull. Was it. That was it. They, they figured Damn. it out. Yeah, I mean, they want to have those old they school needed defeat, things where they, they still said it gave you wings. <laughs> they <laughs> people started jumping off buildings. They needed to, they needed to feed 250 producers, 300 yeah. producers. You yeah, know? I guess so. so. It's like, and y'all was hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was so apparent about that room, though, is that a lot of people, which is, I don't know if you find this feta too. Did you ever go into a room where? Uh, you meet this producer and, you know, he's like, yeah, come check out my studio. You go there. It's like crazy gear, 20000 30000 40000 $50,000 studios. And then they press play in their music and you're just kind of like, garbage? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say garbage, but like, like, like yeah, maybe. Yeah, but no, like, yeah. I, I'm, yeah, like a lot, especially when we were I most, to, like people I, would be like, yo, come check this shit out. And you walk into a room, you'd be like, yeah, you're like, fuck yeah. And then they, they yeah, exactly. And you're like, oh. So, if if there was ever I've ever been jealous of a moment ever in my life, those of them that's the moments that I would be We're jealous like, of. You get to work in this room, oh, man. You would go this meet 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 these it. producers or meet these other artists, and they'd show you really like you have all of this, and this is what comes out. Like damn, okay. you know, kind of thing. And yeah. like, dude, and they're like, they would always like talk about my mixes and stuff, and like, oh, you have great mixes. What do you use? And I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I got a studio. I just put a posted picture on my Instagram. Um, Recently, and I just showed people what I had in my rec, and it's literally two KRK fives, like the old blocky kind. Yeah, and that's it. Like that's all I use for sound, and like a busted ass computer. And like over the years, I started getting like a Moog. I did like a jury thing for the Ontario Arts Council. After the hit and run stuff happened, they started like, "Oh, you're a producer. You're native. You can like be the judge for this." So then I'd go there and make like crazy money. For like two weeks worth of like listening to like kind of horrible music, you know, but <laughs> judging, judging it. Yeah. But there was like so dope music, so it made me yeah. real. I'm like, oh, it's my duty. Like I can actually, 
help these people out by saying, yo, this is the real shit. Yeah, you can oh, share it. Not, curate yeah. a That's a good point. It. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah. yeah, you're curating at that point. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's basically helping pe- good people get, like, that's rents. What, that's that's yeah. the same thing that gave you the, like, what when when people were asking you about your mixes and you were using nothing, that's yeah. why. You know what yeah. I mean? You have a discerning ear. You know, something. You know, yeah, but... It's exactly. It's something like that's. Yeah. I remember. I remember having this exact same conversation with Stomp, and I told you this last time we were talking here. Is that the first time I, aside from knowing it, Stomp? We were standing on the corner going to the APCMAs or some shit, and we were talking about doing the next record. And Stomp said, "He's like, man, maybe we should do like a guest beat. Like me and Jay were talking, and maybe uh, we're gonna do like a, a record that we didn't produce, and we'll add or we'll whatever." And he was like, "You ever heard of like?" Scorsese, and and, and and I was like I was like yeah yeah like I, and everybody else was like what, and I was like yeah yeah and I mean I mean when Stomp said like just taking it back to like when you hear somebody like that that has an ear like that that you respect so much when they mention a name or they say and give accolades to somebody that's not them you make sure you pay attention yeah that same thing your OGs man those are like you listen yeah yeah for yeah real. For you real. don't brush it off you're like okay no I'm gonna go I'm gonna go. I'm going to do whatever you just said. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You tell me, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you tell me. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, yeah, exactly. I, but, but those are the things that, you know, like, when I got to that jury thing, I, I got, like, a, I got some nice money and I bought my Moog. I bought my Moog because I heard Jay Dilla use the Moog. So I was yeah. like, I bought the I bought the little fatty. And that yeah. thing became the thing that I used for bass for the... I still have it, you yeah. know? I still yeah. have it to this day and I still use it. But, um, but yeah, like, that's where I would make my mixes. Where'd you meet uh, House Shoes? Oh, that's coming up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's yeah. coming up. That's like one of my shit. So he yeah. goes to this beat battle. So I go to the, doesn't uh, enter that beat battle. No, no. I went to the conference and like I got a chance to like give my beats to like uh, Fifty Cent and let, wow. like High Tech and a bunch of other people. In in Nipsey, Nipsey and got Nipsey, mid, Nipsey got my stuff too, and then like uh, <laughs> and then um, I had my email and my number on it and everything, and then like the conference was over, and then like I went back home and I felt rejuvenated. I'm like. I got just got list, listening to like all of these. I made some really good friends there. I just listened to these crazy ass producers from all over the place. Like, and I'm like, I need to step it up because I heard a beat battle and I heard some beats that would destroy mine. So I need to be up. So yeah. then I turned into this beast where I was like, I'm gonna make bangers. Yeah. Nothing but bangers.